Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the Watch Dogs Radio studio in Atlanta, Georgia, you are listening to Saturday Morning Live on Watch Dogs Radio. Watch Dogs Radio is a production of the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center for Fathering. Go to fathers.com slash watchdogs to learn more. Call in now to be a part of our program at 215-383-3728. And now, here is the host of our show, my daddy. Welcome to Watch Dogs Radio. I'm your host, Keith Shoemaker, and we are in western Washington in the beautiful city of Puyallup. Well done. I, exactly. I do have a little problem pronouncing that. I couldn't even figure out where to, how to get to my hotel because I couldn't put it into my Siri because she couldn't understand. She was sending me to Walla Walla or somewhere. But uh, but we are in Puyallup and uh, we are actually uh, at a school with uh, my good friend Dave Rogers and we are uh, doing a little project that we're going to be working on. You'll be hearing about it here in uh, maybe a week, a couple of weeks or so. We'll see how long it takes. But we just wanted to talk about where Dave and I are both in kind of the same situation. Our daughters have gone from fifth grade going into sixth grade my daughter's already started your daughter is my not my daughter's name is adeline adeline no once again this is uh, dave rogers now what school was she at up to this point she is a happy sixth grader at cathcart elementary located in snohomish washington that's a little bit north and east of seattle if you look if you think of the maps Okay. Okay. Now, is that what is that a K through six school, K through five school? What is, what's the range of the school? In Western Washington, we typically do K through six, and then we do a middle school, which is a, a seven, eight, and then the high schools uh, nine on through graduation twelve. Okay. So she's still going to be at the school that you've been at, but you're going to be carrying the program on next year. We're going to talk about carrying the program on next year to the middle school. Now, uh, in Georgia, our middle schools are three years. They're six, seven, eight. So it might be a little tougher in uh, in the model that you use here in Washington with your middle school just being two years. So, you know, that might be something we want to think about is, is it more of a challenge? What do you think? I definitely think it is because you're trying to encourage dads to be a part of a, a program, but they only have two years years to be entrenched. So getting a top dog and is a different model. And now in my particular case, I'm very uh, involved with watchdogs, uh, Keith, and it's it's important for me to see that there's a watchdog program in place. So I've actually been working with that middle school for the last three years to see that we do have a watchdogs program in place. But I'm also seeing that it's quite a challenge to get dads involved because dads change. Mm-hmm. 
when you bring your child in as a kindergartner, you know, I, I tell you, I can't keep dads out of the classroom. Right, right. Uh, we, we are so fortunate to have schools where dads compete to get on the calendar. It's that competitive just to be, as we dads mature through our elementary career, we notice that kids change too. Mm-hmm. Kids' attitudes to having parents in the classrooms change. And I think most of it's hormones. Sure. And, and they want to separate from us. And that's, it's all very natural. But the problem is, is that our kids need us more in the middle school than ever before. Exactly. There are so many confusing messages going on uh, with our kids. And I've mentioned it in other places, but we have in, in Washington, Oregon, Colorado, and it's expanding. The messages that we're sharing with our kids about drugs and, and what that entails is changing radically with every with every state. And I'm, I'm very concerned, and, and we need dads, father figures who care about our kids in the classrooms, in the schools, showing what it's like. Mm-hmm. You know, I've mentioned this several times, and it seems like when our children go to middle school, when they take that jump from elementary, and like you said, it's an easy sell there because they're cute, and, and holding hands at the bus stop and, and having people look up to you when they're still actually looking up <laughs> uh, is is a little bit different. But as parents, as fathers, when they go to the middle school, it's like they've got a locker, they've got a place for their stuff outside of the school, they're changing or out of the, outside of the home, they're changing classes. It's almost like parents sometimes feel that that's the time to step back and let them find their own way. But realistically, when you look at it and you look at our culture, these are the times, and, and sadly, it's in the middle school level and sometimes even in the elementary school level in the, the higher grades where our children are making critical decisions that are going to affect them for the rest of their life. And I'm talking, you know, they may be offered some drugs or they may be offered some alcohol or, you know, those are the kind of things that, you know, our children these days are seeing. Those are the important times when they need to have a strong father to stand there and, and to be that resource for them, to them, for them to be able to ask these questions. It's the middle school and the high school levels that they need the fathers. You know, their mouths are saying no, but their hearts are saying yes because they know they need that daddy in their life. They need that father figure to to lean on, to depend upon, to be able to answer those tough questions. And, and Dave, I th- I'm sure you agree with me on that. 100%. These kids are being presented with adult decisions with the mind and the experience of a child. And, and they're being put into the position of, of the, making these decisions sometimes when it comes to drugs, alcohol, relationships or maybe dare say sex right and they are nowhere prepared for the consequences and those things entail and you're absolutely hitting the nail on the head these things have lifelong repercussions for these kids boys or girls because this stuff will follow them in forms of guilt it'll 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 shape their decisions from here from that point on forward I, i guess it's it's hard to say what those what those ramifications will be, but you know that they're going to be there. It's going to be course changing in their lives. Oh, absolutely. And and so and and generally, if if it's because of guilt, anger, or some dependency, those course changes are going to be for the negative. Yeah. So it's I think it's pretty important that had there been a watchdog, had there been a father figure that they could look up to at that moment when that decision became critical, if we were there, what could have what what could have been, right? Exactly. And and just, just recently, I mean, I've had a, a situation where if I had not been an involved, engaged father and something happened and I was 
in tune with what was going on. I was able to address it immediately. I was able to, you know, go to the principal on a one-on-one first-name basis and get it taken care of immediately. And those are the kind of things when when your children are off in middle school, you still need to have that connection with the principal. You need to be able to recognize who that person is and they need to be able to recognize you. Walk in, shake the hands, understand what's going on. You know, I had a a, um, student, it's been several years ago now, but it was one of the first times that I really started to think about it. And it was a, a young lady, she was in high school at the time. And I said, you know, what are you going to do with your life? What are you going to be? And she said, I want to be a middle school teacher. And I said, why do you want to be a middle school teacher? She said, because that's known as the lost years. And it really kind of shook me to hear that. And, and when I thought about it, it, sometimes it seems like that because there are so many things that are going on in those middle school years, those, those, those initial adolescent changes, the you know, just like we've been talking about, these life-changing decisions that our kids are going to be making, they need us to be there to answer those questions and to be there to support them and to know that if they make the wrong decisions, you know, dad's going to be there, mom's going to be there, you know, somebody's going to be there. And I tell my kids, don't ever make a decision that you wouldn't be proud to see your mother and I, for your mother and I to see you do, you know. And and I tell people, you know, even in, in my other career, I say, don't ever do anything that you wouldn't be proud to have it shown on the six o'clock news. So those are the kind of supports and those are the kind of messages that we really need to be given to our kids. Absolutely. Decisions, I go back, I, I don't think of those as the lost years, the middle school years. They are the years of initial discovery. These are the years where kids are now seriously looking at science, math, language, uh, music, things that are, they get the foundation in elementary school, but now they get discovery in the big wide world in the middle school on to, into high school. And so we need to help be a good help them be good guides uh, as they as they expand into this ever widening world, and with the information highway, the internet, oh, it, there's so much. There, it, it it just it's explosive to them, and there's they need a guide. They sure. need they need somebody alongside, and sometimes we need to be looking over their shoulder when they when even when they don't want us to to be able to help them filter uh, what they're seeing, and whether it's at home, especially when it's at school, and they need to see us there and see that okay there's a person who made good decisions and you know a little off a little candor here i get a little concerned about the dads and the moms who have the attitude well i did this and i did that and i turned out okay yeah did you really would you recommend that for your child yeah would you recommend them making the same decisions that you did as a child i think most of us most reasonable parents would say i don't want my kids making the same mistakes i did right and so I challenge all of us to step away from the I turned out okay mantra, but trying this and doing that uh, by saying, live up to that higher standard, show that higher standard. And by showing that higher standard, we're at the school showing that higher standard. And we hear the statistic so many times. It's a 25% up to 35 or more percent of kids that do not have a positive, positive male role model in their lives. Mm Mm-hmm. Western Washington is no slouch in that statistic, I'm afraid. What I want us to do is by being there, by showing that higher standard, we really can make that positive difference in not just our child's, but every child's life that we touch. Exactly. And, and I'll tell you, there's just, there's just being there, you know, just makes a huge difference. And not stepping away and not, you know, not 
Not being there, and, and we've said this before, is you know the, the the children are changing, they're growing up, they're becoming young adults, and and we feel like you know we're uncomfortable being a part of their life, but that's the time we need to be even that much closer. So, well, once again, we are in beautiful Puyallup, Washington. Well I done. said it again uh, properly. I would like to thank my good friend David Rogers for all the work that you've done for us and and uh, help that you've given us over the years and and the great stuff you're doing here in Washington. So. We're going to cut into the break now, and we'll be back in just a few minutes on Watch Dogs Radio. Hey, Dad. Have you ever wanted to know what my day is really like at school? Now you can find out. You can be a watchdog for a day at my school. DOG stands for Dads are Great Students. Watchdogs are great. They greet me and my friends at the door in the morning and spend time with us in our classrooms. At lunch, at recess, and at the end of the day, they make sure we go safe. I know my education is important to you, and I would be so proud if you could come. Madison's dad has already volunteered, and he is coming back again soon. I love you, Dad. Hey, Dad, back-to-school time has come and gone. At the National Center for Fathering, we hope you connected with your kids over the summer. But just because your kids are back in school does not mean that you have to lose that connection. Over 4,000 U.S. schools have implemented the Dads of Great Students program, also known as Watchdog. This program gives fathers and father figures an opportunity to be engaged in their children's education during the school year. Call your school to see if a Watchdogs program is available in your area. If not, go to fathers.com watchdogs. Hello, I'm Eric Snow, the National Director of Watchdogs, Dads of Great Students. Watchdogs is a father involvement program of the National Center for Fathering. We want to share with you a little about the importance of male involvement in education and specifically how the Watchdog program came into existence by addressing the absence of men in education. Engaged fathers can strengthen our schools, mentor and tutor students, demonstrate through their actions how much they value their child's education. There is literally not one other program in the country that does what the Watchdog program does. The demand for fathering education is there. It's real, and this program will address that in ways that no other program does. The average watchdog school last year had almost 600 male volunteer hours, and these guys are working in the school during the day with the kids and the teachers, helping the school to create a better educational environment. The watchdog office is located in Springdale, Arkansas, and can be reached at 888-540-DOGS. That's 888-540-3647. Please visit www.fathers.com for additional information about watchdogs and the other great programs offered by the National Center for Fathering. Hey guys, the PTA has a message for you. Man up! That's right, it's not your mother's PTA anymore. As times change, so do family structures. Across the country, more men are getting involved in their child's education. With PTA-sponsored programs such as Watchdogs, All Pro Dads, and Strong Fathers, Strong Families, all you have to do is show up. We need a few good men, just like you. Build your child's tomorrow in today's PTA. Go to pta.org to join. Don't you just love cheering your kids on? There's nothing like watching your kid outperform the others and bring home the hardware for the team. And if they're really good, that athletic ability just might carry them through college. But let's be real. It's their education that's going to feed your grandkids. Wouldn't it be great if you could cheer them on in the classroom just like you cheer them on in the field? Well, now you can. The Dads of Great Students program, commonly known as Watchdogs, is available in over 4,600 schools nationwide, and many of those schools are right here in the metro area. For as little as just one day per school year, dads can prove to their kids that their education is important too. Call your school to see if a Watchdogs program is available. If not, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs to learn more.
And we are back. We are live at Callis Junior High School in Puyallup, Washington for the Washington State PTA Region 5 Conference. And as I promised earlier, I did grab somebody and kidnap them and ask them to come over and talk about Watchdogs. And uh, Anita is here with me. And Anita, tell us a little bit about uh, about yourself, your kids, and tell us about your Watchdog School. Well, my name is Anita Blaisdell, and I'm a teacher and a parent and a PTA member at Midland Elementary School in the Franklin Thank School District. Okay, Franklin Pierce? Yes, in Franklin Pierce. And we've had our watchdog program for about three years, and we have dads and uncles and stepdads and grandpas who come into our building, and they have an opportunity to observe in classrooms. They go out on the playground. They attend PE classes. They come in and help with reading. Um, kids look at them and are excited to give them high fives. Um, they look at them kind of as a protector. I think they take the watchdog idea very seriously. They walk the perimeter of our school. They have a feeling that they know that the watchdogs aren't going to let anything bad happen. They're out there to help with um, a bullying incident that happen on the playground. Um, little kids, I'm a kindergarten teacher, and they know that watchdogs might be a day, if we have a watchdog there, there might be a day that a heavy table needs to be moved and we can depend <laughs> on the watchdog for that. Um, as a teacher, I love it because it gets opportunities for um, dads and uncles and just men in general to come into the building. Um, it's a surprisingly low number of them that can volunteer on a daily basis. They may come in and take a day off for a field day or a field trip, but to have them in the building just on a regular functioning day, is kids look forward to it. They make an announcement in the morning to say that they're there and to look for them. They wear the special shirt. They walk through the hallways and passing, and um, kids love having them there. And teachers love that just quiet presence of, of um, different people in the building than the typical high-energy moms, but you see dads who get a good idea then of what the kids are doing in school, what their kids are doing. Well, apparently I've hit the jackpot in, in who I grabbed to come and speak for the watchdogs because it, that's the thing is that this sounds like a textbook watchdogs program. This sounds exactly what we, we see uh, here in, in Washington, in Franklin Pierce District, in in Ackworth, Georgia, in Oklahoma, California, Texas, wherever the watchdogs program. So this sounds like a um, like a textbook program. So tell me, as a teacher, how do you feel about the home-to-school connection? Does this give you a better connection with your children through the parents to be able to make that extra connection now that dad has actually set foot in your classroom and seen how things work? Absolutely. I mean, we all know that when parents are involved in school, their kids have a sense of how important it is. And my husband is a watchdog, and I know that when he first came in, he felt uncomfortable about walking into classrooms. He didn't want to bother people. And um, and then he was told as an assignment, you need to try to hit every classroom. And so he would quietly go. First, he knocked on the doors and embarrassed himself. You don't knock on the door when you come into a classroom. You just walk in, and and um, you don't have to announce yourself. You just come in and become a part of what's going on. And, and that was really uncomfortable for him at first. But the schools are so welcoming, and they're so grateful for watchdogs to come into the building. And before you know it, you know, he was just walking in, and if somebody needed help cutting out their paper in kindergarten, he could do it. If someone was... Um, you know, trying to organize their desk in fourth grade, he could help them to do that. And then they love having them out on the playground. And so just making all parents, but especially males, feel comfortable in a schoolhouse and not feel like they're sticking out like a sore thumb has just been an awesome part of the program. Well, that's great. Now, now do the watchdogs in your school, do they have a set schedule that they go through, or do they just work through the school? They flow through the school with a list of what the principal would like them to do, to, you know, put some time in in the cafeteria, put some time in on the playground, to honestly, to walk the perimeter, to see if there's any safety issues that as a dad you might see that someone else might not see on a regular basis, if you see that there's a piece of fence that's broken, 
um, in the chain link sense, or if you see that a gate doesn't seem to be locked and it should be, they, they're asking for those things. And then, of course, they want you to do the warm and fuzzy things, too, like giving a high five, getting down on your knees to talk to a little kid who's doing their math um, work in class. So, um, they have a list of, of to-dos, but I don't think that it's ever a pressuring sort of thing. You don't have to, you know, meet a schedule. You don't have to feel like if you didn't hit every classroom, you somehow didn't do your job. They want you to be comfortable there. And um, most dads come back over and over again. They can usually afford one day a month maybe to take a day off. And they're, and the people that I've talked to, their jobs are always really open to absolutely going and volunteer. Okay. Now, do you have, as far as your launch events, do you have a pizza night or what do you do as far as getting the guys initially into the building? Pizza nights um, are really popular. And um, and I can't quite tell you whether the no kids or bring your kids um, has been more popular. I think sometimes it's easier when you don't have to find a babysitter um, or someone to watch the kids if, someone, if your wife is working or whatever. But um, we have pizza nights to celebrate and to encourage people. They, um, they have recruitment nights that, of course, that are back to school barbecues and that are um, back to school nights and things. And then it's just uh, all calls go out and and then word of mouth. Once dads realize that it's not a scary thing to do, that it's a comfortable and um, joyful thing, honestly, mm -hmm. then they then more dads sign up when they hear it from the dads themselves that it's a great opportunity and that it's really fulfilling. I think that's been the most popular thing is just the dads saying it's okay. We call that positive peer pressure, and it's, uh, <laughs> or even networking. It's however you want to label it, but uh, but that is awesome. Now, what is your student population in your school? Is it a K through five, K through six? What's the model? We have a kindergarten through fifth grade. Um, we currently have about 520 students, um, very um, low socioeconomic area, 100% free and reduced lunch. Um, and let, let me get back to that then, because we hear, you know, a lot of times we hear some communities, the dads aren't there, the dads aren't interested, and that's just not the case. So when we look at um, this program, and just like Margaret Spelling said, years ago that you know, this program is able to be brought to you know any school anywhere urban suburban rural it doesn't matter that it's just a matter of commitment is all it takes it's not it's not a matter of economics and that's great to hear yeah so we have a, a large group of fathers and um, like i said i think that once the word of mouth got up and it wasn't a scary place and it wasn't like we were going to sit down and make you teach, teach a math lesson um, it became just a place where dads come and i think feel warm and fuzzy and they feel excited you know everybody Every dad wants to be a hero, and you're always a hero to your own kid, but you come into a building where some kids don't have dads, and you become a hero to every kid that you touch that day because some of them don't have dads or males in their lives to high-five them or to play basketball with or whatever. So I think that dads keep coming back because of that awesome feeling that you get of feeling like you're the school hero for the day. Exactly. Now, do you, I, I know you're not the coordinator for the school, but do you have any sense of uh, about how many dads participate in your school? Do you have any idea what the numbers might be? I think for our school, it's probably about 35. And honestly, they're the dads that come back once a month, things like that. Some dads can only come once a year. My mm -hmm. husband was one of those. He could only come once a year, but he came and he loved that day. And he came once a year for every year that our son was, was there. And then he volunteered for other things, but his watchdog day, he couldn't, you know, take an entire day off to do that. But, um, okay. So we have um, a, a small but strong program, I think. Yes, yeah, it, it sounds like it's a very strong program, or what we call a high-functioning program. Now, as a, um, as a teacher, we get a lot of questions from teachers about, you know, what am I going to do with this guy when he comes in the room? Do you have a set, you know, say flashcards or a set center that, that you have to do, or, or does it just say fit in with whatever happens to be going on that day? They fit in with whatever happens. And if they're <laughs> comfortable with just 
kind of observing in the back of the room or taking a chair, then that's what they're comfortable with. Um, some wander the room and ask the kids what they're doing. Um, sometimes they walk in at the perfect moment where so-and-so needs, you know, some help with their cutting, and then you ask them, and they're just always really open. But um, you don't want to assign something to somebody that they're uncomfortable with, so you just do whatever makes sense. Right. And, you know, we, we say there are several models. And the beautiful thing about watchdogs is it, it's what fits for your school. If you want to do a five-rotation schedule like we do at our school, you know, that's fine. We like that because it challenges the guys. When the, you know, at the end of the day, they, if they've survived that schedule, it's kind of like a survivor mentality. Um, they love that, and they, and they feel challenged, and they want to come back. Um, some schools, they say, you know, you're going to be in your child's classroom that first period, and then you're going to float through the school. So it's whatever fits for you. And we would love, if you're listening to our uh, podcast later, we, uh, it doesn't look like we uh, have any live callers right now, but uh, when you listen to this, if you want to find out more about scheduling, uh, give us a call at 888-540-3647, and one of our Watchdogs program developers can give you the ins and outs and help you figure out what is a good fit for your school. So uh, one of the things I thank you for uh, bringing the great weather that you have to make me feel welcome in uh, in Western Washington. It's got a it's, it's got that that nice cool uh, feel to it. But uh, but I will say one thing that I noticed, and I only get this, this is only about my third time in the state of Washington, is uh, I love the pine challenge there. That, that's just, I don't know, is that just this time of year or is that all that's the time? All, all the time. That's all, all the time. The time. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, Anita, and I'm sorry I missed your last name. Um, Blaisdell. Uh, Anita Blaisdell from? Midland Elementary School. Midland Elementary in the Franklin Pierce School District. Thank you so much for joining us. You helped me fill some time. But with your insight and what you've given us today is awesome. And uh, we will treasure this for as long as the podcast is listed. And I will send you uh, the link so that you can listen to it and play it for your kids in your classroom. Great. Thank uh, you. Thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy the conference. I hope so, too. Thank you. Nice meeting you. Nice meeting you, too. Okay, once again, we are at Callis Junior High School in Puyallup, Washington. Uh, we are at the Washington State PTA Region 5 Conference. We will be training some watchdog dads coming up, actually some PTA leaders, uh, coming up here in a little bit and getting them ready to launch more watchdogs programs. You know, Washington is the, I believe, the third largest watchdog school, uh, watchdog state in the country behind uh, Texas. And if I am wrong, please correct me. But uh, I believe we are uh, Texas, Virginia, and then uh, either Washington or California. Uh, you'll have to look at and see. But uh, all these other states, uh, let's get caught up. I'm going to be trying to kick it in Georgia, getting things going. Uh, down there, getting the PTAs to open up and uh, just consider bringing a father engagement program to the school. Now, looking back at our Facebook page, uh, we've had some great interaction. Uh, Mr. Greg Reynolds in uh, Oklahoma City sent a picture from Yukon, Oklahoma Middle School. We're uh, glad to see that. Uh, post your first day of school pictures on here for us so that we can see. We've also got uh, Mika Kimler from Thomasville, Georgia, who has uh, posted up on our Facebook page, another great first day of school picture there, uh, flipping through our Facebook page. Uh, we do have a couple of questions up there that uh, we'd love to have you chime in on. We've got uh, Bud Jardine is asking us about setting up his watchdog 
Facebook page for their local school. Uh, we got Bobby Myers, who uh, we have had on our Watch Dogs Radio podcast before. He's got uh, some pictures of their third annual pizza night at Sierra Elementary School. And I believe, uh, where is Sierra? They are, uh, I believe they are in, in uh, Phoenix area. Um, once again, if I am wrong, please correct me. So, uh, go to our Facebook page, our Facebook group, and let us know what's going on in your school. We've also got Todd Eads, who is one of our regular contributors to the Facebook group at Crutchfield uh, Elementary, showing us a great selfie of him in front of their new wall of fame. And we've got uh, Jerry Beller, as uh, also posted from Woodhaven Brownstown School District up in Woodhaven, Michigan. As we wind up our weekly Watchdogs radio show and winding up our, our amazing Watchdogs summer radio round trip, we have been all over the country, coast to coast, finishing up in beautiful Puyallup, Washington, and we will be live next week back at the Watchdogs radio studios in Atlanta, Georgia. Looking forward to that and certainly hope that uh, you will join us then. If you are listening to our podcast, please make sure you like us on that Blog Talk radio page. So until next week, I'm Keith Shoemaker from Puyallup, Washington. Thank you for joining us in another edition of Watch Dogs Radio. Watch Dogs Radio is a production of the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center for Fathering. For more information on the Watchdogs program and how to bring this great program to your school, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. Remember, the only schools that don't have a Watchdogs program are the ones that just don't know enough about us. And now for Eric and Chris and the staff at the Watchdogs National Office in Springdale, this is Keith Shoemaker. Be sure to join us next week. Have a great week. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.